How to wish you a happy Easter, dear friends. We thought about it for a little while and we came to a conclusion. It will be a festivity very different from all the others. In Italy there is an old saying, Natale con i tuoi, Pasqua con chi vuoi, which basically means Christmas with your family, Easter with whoever you want. But it sounds so meaningless in this situation. Easter by ourselves, or with our closest family at most. Because, like it or not, we are locked up in our own homes, in our balconies, in our fenced gardens, and imposed seclusion, but imposed for the good of all. So, we shouldn't look at our homes as a prison, but as a safe place where we can practice the art of patience. We can spend moments of peace and reflection. Of course, all this could look as a limitation of our personal freedom or of our personal freedoms. But let's try to think, even just for a moment, about those who did make seclusion a life choice. Cloister nuns, for example. But even those who simply chose at a certain point in their lives, to isolate themselves from the world. And they did it by free choice. Visualize a young woman, white-dressed, with a blouse of the same color buttoned all the way up to the top, the hair tied back in a chaste chignon. She's sitting at a desk, a pen between the thumb and index finger of her delicate and extremely pale right hand. She's intent on the supreme art of composing verses. Poems. The words fleet and dart and fill the room all around her. They embrace a lilac vase, the white sheets, and go at the window that overlooks a flowered garden. From there, the words in verses will end up bringing to the world the name of their creator, the one that made of self-seclusion a lifestyle. We are talking about Emily Elizabeth Dickinson, born in Amherst, Massachusetts in 1830 and died obviously in the same place in 1886. She spent most of her life in the home in which she had been born. She rarely went out to visit her relatives in Boston and in Connecticut. The young woman loved nature and she was also an experienced gardener and a grower of flowers and plants. But she had a strong and uncontrollable obsession for death. In 1855 she traveled for a last goodbye to the outside world, to Washington and to Philadelphia, where she met Reverend Charles Wadsworth, whom she fell in love with a platonic love to which she devoted many of her compositions. Back to her hometown, the poet decided to turn away from the world and shut herself up first in the paternal house and then in one room only. From there, she never came out again, also because of the onset of nervous disorders and a serious eye illness. Her belief, fantasy, that can do everything, and solitude is a vehicle to happiness. Fantasy and solitude. Let's try even just for a few days until we can go back to our lives as usual. In solitude, let's look around from our homes, 
from our flowering balconies, from our blossoming gardens. Let's try to live these Easter days and the symbols that characterize it as days of rebirth. We can do that with a little bit of fantasy. For example, if you look at the sky in this morning of this peculiar Easter, you'll certainly see a dove flying free while holding an olive branch in its beak. If you look carefully and with a little imagination, it will remind you of Picasso's Dove of Peace. And it's flying right above your heads. And those cheeks scratching about in your neighbor's field? They represent the birth of a new life. At noon, listen to the ringing of church bells, always with an eye to your neighbor's field. A cheerful bunny is hopping in the flower garden. The bunny, with its season-color-changing fur, was chosen by St. Ambrose as the symbol of resurrection. And when you taste your chocolate egg, painstakingly achieved at the supermarket, after hours of endless lines, enjoy it like a trophy. And think about the perfect shape of the egg, this one also a symbol of fertility and new life. And if you like, Listen to this poem and meditate about it. This is our wish for you for a peaceful Easter in solitude and fantasy. Of its author, we just told you about, Emily Dickinson. Her words open the borders of a seclusion and nomads have come down to us. We grow accustomed to the dark when light is put away, as when the neighbors holds the lamp to witness her goodbye. A moment, we uncertain step for newness of the night, then fit our vision to the dark and meet the road erect. And so, of larger darknesses, those evenings of the brain when not a moon disclose a sign or star come out within. The bravest grope a little and sometimes hit a tree directly in the forehead. But as they learn to see, either the darkness alters or something in the sight adjusts itself to midnight and life steps almost straight.